Welcome to That's Why Podcast with Patricia and Anna, the show where we arouse your curiosity while we dull your senses. Well, listen, you, I, I mean, even though we've spoken, we haven't talked about Christmas. What'd you do? Um, Peter and I stayed at home and we had Chinese takeout from Red Maple and we had Supreme Tofu, which is this soft tofu. It's like mm-hmm. pillowy tofu wow. in a gravy with vegetables, some lo mein, because sometimes you want Americanized Chinese food. And I was like, I want sesame chicken. And really? Peter, yeah. I, I, you know, like, do you ever crave like orange chicken? You're like, I want some orange chicken. Oh, that's not a real Chinese dish? Like, <laughs> I don't think so, no. Panda Express is not real. That's really true. But I've had orange chicken in other places, not just Panda. I think they accommodate the American taste. Oh, okay. You know but I mean? that's not a thing. Oh, nope. my goodness. Oh my gosh. Well, listen, I am so happy you're saying that because about the food, you know, our show for today is... Yes. Go ahead, Anna. Are you adventurous with food? It was really interesting to give it thought uh, because, first of all, our palates are only as broad as our parents taught them to be, right? So, you know, if you have a kid's... I think people that are adventurous eaters normally, I mean, it's an upbringing. And how long are you at home? You're at home for so long, 18 years. At least. All your formative years, right? Mm -hmm. And today's, it's like 37. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But um, (laughs) and if your parents, it's so hard to branch out at when you're older is the point. Um, If you're not an adventurous eater as when you're young, it's very, very challenging because, you know, Tim is a chef. And I was fortunate enough to be with someone that has a very broad palate and it's very, you know, daring. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're daring, right? I mean, would you say that you're oh, an yeah. adventurous eater? I will eat anything. Um, I want to have a list. <laughs> let, let me tell you a list. And I want and guys, she's talking me. about food, okay? We're <laughs> I talking put about anything food. in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to have a list. And tell me if you've eaten any of these things, okay? Okay, asolole, asolole. And also, there's one thing in this list that I have not eaten, and I want you to guess what it is. Oh, okay. Oh, damn. I didn't know there was going to be a quiz. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, frog. Alligator, Rocky Mountain oysters, fish eyeballs, head cheese, uni, black squid ink, balut, tongue, tripe, durian, carpaccio, bone marrow, pork brain, pork and chicken feet, pate, intestines, ant eggs, blood, and crickets. Have you eaten those things? Um... No, <laughs> I, I, I've eaten like tripe. I've eaten tripe and uh-huh. intestines. That's pretty much what tripe is, right? But I, I don't know, you know, intestines from other animals. Tripe is specific to cow, right? No, it's the stomach lining. I think, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Because okay. there's a membrane that they disconnect the tissue from, and it's the inner part, the part that has almost like the texturized uh-huh. thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, no. So the answer is, I think I might have. I have had tongue. Okay. Um, and I have had tripe. I thought that was the intestines. Okay. So thank you for uh, clar- clarifying that because now I don't even feel so bad, as bad as I used to about that. Um, so what do you think I have not eaten in that list? <laughs> I am going to say. long list of gross stuff. 
<laughs> crickets, Anna. Yo, that bugged me out. And eyes. Crickets. I've eaten those. Interesting. Yep. And what kind of eyes have you eaten before? Fish eyeballs. Fish eyeballs. Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> um, I think you haven't had durian. I've eaten that. Yep. Okay. And I like it. Um, you know what? So when you get those bobas with mm-hmm. the balls at the bottom, um, durian doesn't smell so bad and doesn't taste terrible as bad as it's supposed to smell. Well, what do they do? Those little balls are tapioca pearls. Are you talking about the black one? No, no. The When you get the boba, there's a durian drink. So the balls, oh, yeah, the tapioca balls are separate, but the durian doesn't taste so terrible. As terrible as you would think it would, given that it smells putrid, right? Doesn't durian yeah. smell pretty bad? Durian, some people say that it smells like sweaty gym socks. I was going to say that. Mm-hmm. But I think it tastes fragrant and floral, and when you eat it, it has a nice creamy texture, almost like a, a pudding or a flan. To me, I like that flavor. I can't eat too much. I could probably eat just like one pod, and that's my limit. Wow. But yeah, some people can just like devour the whole thing. But when I smell it, I'm like, oh, it smells good, but other people think it smells like sweaty socks. Yes, yes, with a touch of butt and maybe snot. Just those two. If you can inf- if you can imagine that in your senses. Yes. And I was like, heck no, I'm not going to. I remember what that smelled like. And then someone was like, no, try the boba drink. And it completely mm-hmm. is, it doesn't represent what what you would think it would. So, um, Well, I'll, I'll tell you on the list, I have not eaten brain. Wow. Anna, mm-hmm. you, you've eaten the most interesting and unique things of anyone I know a a, a lot of them because like I said uh you know growing up right so definitely with food it's it's a cultural thing it's emotional right first of all emotional eating is most people what do they say I saw some when Oprah was around I remember hearing I remember them saying 92% of the population is emotional eaters and I was like oh my gosh that makes so much sense right thinking about doing this, I was like, dang, that is an emotional trip because not only is it emotional emotional because of the connection with your upbringing, right? What your mom cooked, what what's a home-cooked meal mean to you? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Comfort food, right? What do they call it? Comfort food. But um, food can remind you of somebody in particular that might have introduced you to something or like just like it's so interesting to think about food it's simulating it's bonding i don't think there's probably very few people that you can call a friend that you haven't broken bread with right everybody that you hang out with you always are around food related events yes yes and it bonds you like it means something like i remember when so i used to obviously eat meat all my life growing up i would say maybe almost seven eight no maybe nine years ago is when i kind of transitioned into being a vegetarian and it's not even because i wanted to at Mm -hmm. some point we'll we'll uh, visit that story at some point but my point is that um when i became vegetarian People were like so being like tiptoey around me, right? Like, what can I make? What what would be good for you? And I'll try it too. And I'm like, but you're not vegetarian. You're you're cool. You cool. You do you boo, and I'll do me. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, they want to make you feel. Food is used as such a source of making people feel comfortable, and it's an amazing amazing thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it definitely what do you when people go on dates? What do they usually do? They go out to eat. 
Yep. That's pretty much number one. Why? Because it, it's something everybody can relate to. So I loved this topic, but oh, remember our, um, what's his name? Anthony yes. Bourdain. I used to love his show for that reason because he was definitely an adventurous leader. Definitely RIP for sure. Now, okay, I wanted to share this because I was like, that is so interesting. There's phobias around mm-hmm. food, obviously. So we talked about all this bonding stuff, but I didn't know because I, I still watch Alfred Hitchcock. Do oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, my husband and I at night, like super late, it comes on at like probably 1230, almost one in the morning. So when we're up, we'll watch uh hitchcock and he was he had what was called ovophobia ovophobia is the fear of eggs <laughs> stop it <laughs> yeah be so for real i was like oh my goodness what is up with no wonder he was so unique in his thinking right could you imagine being the house and then your your house got egged on on halloween <laughs> and- <laughs> you open the door and you're like, yeah, Hitchcock. No, you would think of Hitchcock. But um, they said that he hated the way the yolk would break and spread open. That he was like, that's like the most vile, uh, terrible thing that he's seen. And they said that he almost preferred to see blood more than an egg yolk opening so I was like, wow. So then obviously that led me into other little phobias. But I was like, overphobia. There's a phobia for everything. There you is. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um. Anyway, but I I have to say this. That is a long list, Anna, of <laughs> interesting things. I can only say tripe. I, I have eaten oxtail. Oxtail is a very common Dominican dish. Um... Mondongo, Mondongo is the one is the uh, the tripe, the mm-hmm. the stomach lining, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I've had chicken feet, and that's ages ago when I was younger. I remember my mother buying the chickens. It's so funny because being of a Dominican culture and then coming and then bringing them bringing that culture to the United States, it reminds me of those old movies of like the Irish when they came, you know, in 18, whatever, and mm-hmm. they would be doing their kind of Irish thing here in the United States. I felt the same way. My mother would buy chickens and they'd be like, and you know, I'd make friends with them. That's as close to a farm as I was going to get, you know, in an apartment in New York City. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. And uh, and then before I knew it, I'd be like, where's Kooky? Where's Kooky? Oh, and no. I'm like, and what is that smell? Oh, Lord. What is that? Tell, you know, and my mother would be like, that's Kooky cooking. That's what we having for dinner. That's Kooky cooking. That's Kooky cooking. <laughs> <laughs> and it was terrible, like ha- making friends and then eating that you know, eating them at home and having their body parts like chicken feet. And I said that to my friend that I've had chicken feet. Like I asked, what's the most unique thing that you've had? And they were like, you know, the same kind of things. And I was like, well, I've had chicken feet. And they were like, "Um, well, that's not that odd. And now that I'm a vegetarian, it feels weird to think of eating some somebody's feet, you know, like a chicken. Anyway, but yeah, um, now it's more bizarre to think. And I think most of the people that I grew up with um, have probably eaten all of those things. And probably, you know, most people that I know still eat meat and whatnot. But it is bizarre to think of oxtail and chicken feet Mm -hmm. and and stomach lining, Mm -hmm. you know, and and stuff like that. Now, is there anything you're allergic to? Because that was a long list. You can take it. You can take it. And I can take you guys. I'm not allergic to anything, but I I won't try anything just once. I'll try it at least five times. Wow, <laughs> because, Anna. 
Because what if the first time you don't like it, the second time you're like, okay, I still don't like it. Maybe the third, fourth, or fifth time you might. I don't... (laughs) You know, what I mean? you know what? I could so see that because I feel like I've acquired I or I had acquired a taste for liver. Right. That's pretty common for people yes. to eat. And mm-hmm. people were like, oh, that thing is nasty. No matter what you put on it, it just tastes like liver. And I'm like, you're right. But, you know, mm-hmm. I still kind of like it because I, you basically what you're saying is acquiring mm-hmm. a taste, giving your palate a chance to acquire uh, the taste of whatever. But yeah, I think food is interesting. We should all just try to eat something new. One time, Peter was telling me he was in California and his aunt is a hoarder. Well, she passed away, so RIP. She, she was a hoarder. And he noticed that there were black specks in his breakfast. And oh, he was heavens. like, Auntie, did you put black pepper? And she's like, no. And he's like, they're oh. ants. <laughs> And she was like, no, they're not ants. It's fine. And then she went to pick the ants and was eating it off of it. Like, it's totally fine. So he ended up eating it. But would well, you eat it? Listen, first of all, no. I would have probably wanted to go uh, barf. I think, you know, growing up in New York, you had to be very diligent about like when you open a cereal box, roll the plastic and make sure it's shut so the roaches don't get in. And you were always paranoid. Any little black thing that you saw, you were bugging out. Was it a roach? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. so I don't I think it would have. It would have brought back some flashbacks and PTSD from growing up in an apartment in New York City. So I don't think I would have eaten it, but I would have found it fascinating that she did. And I would have been like, oh, dang, you know, it's, you know, I guess it wouldn't freak me out because obviously I've eaten a lot of weird things, but there have been restaurants that closed down for health reasons. You know, the health department closed it down. Right. And I'll still go there and eat. (laughs) You I'm are not gonna name, Anna, you I'm are not gonna an adventurous name. eater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to name what the restaurant is called, but I still will go there. Call them <laughs> out. Save the rest of us. No. no I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, remember the other day when we were baffled about people not liking cilantro? Yes. Okay, so there's a gene receptor that makes people taste soap, <gasps> and it's called aldehydes and it's a compound that's found in roses citronella and cilantro and they use that for perfumes and laundry detergent to give that clean fresh smelling scent so that's why some people don't like cilantro that is fascinating and you know why that's fascinating to me because one would think you know how sometimes people will tell you just get over yourself right just put your state your your mind in a state that you can just Take what you're eating or, you know, for example, when I was little, my mother would boil milk and I hated, you know, that crusty film that accrues at the top. It would make me barf. And she one time she forced me after I barfed in the cup, she forced me to drink it all because she thought I was being defiant. And now you're telling me with just this example, which I'm sure there are many, there's probably many things that we have genetic that's out of our control that you can't handle a certain thing and people think you're just being picky or you're just being sensitive or you're just being defiant and that's not it I just this is part of my genetic makeup or my person and I can't do it you know now speaking of Mm -hmm. that yeah remember we talked about my geographic tongue (gasps) 
Yes. Now, I love Anna, it. That's crazy. You, you like to eat spicy stuff, right? Not too spicy, though. I used to be able to eat spicy, but now I can probably eat. There's like this papaya dish. It's called tamsom. And, oh, yeah, you know papaya salad. Uh-huh. And I used to be able to eat like three or four peppers in it, but I can only do a max of like two. Well, you got me beat by two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or if that if it was four four because okay so the condition of geographic tongue and of course all my friends that are listening I hope you're listening um it's a condition in which the tongue patches like it says resembling smooth red islands geographic tongue is a harmless condition affecting the surface of the tongue even though it affects just the surface my tongue tends to split and look like if it's cut and I showed you and it was so funny Peter your husband's face was like oh dear and I was like that's why I don't be sticking my tongue out at least not in public anyway but um but yeah and it's very painful I cannot handle spicy things at all and my friends sometimes you know they've made fun of me they're like you're Dominican oh well first of Mm -hmm. all here here in Utah people like you're Spanish and you don't eat spicy food and I was Mm -hmm. like uh, it tends to be more like, um, like if I was Mexican, maybe, but not Dominican. But mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. eat a lot of spice as far as garlic and stuff like that, but not hot spicy. So when I showed you my tongue, it can ag- be aggravated by, uh, you know, vinegar, anything citrusy, um, anything just too powerful like that. And it just splits open and it is terrible. Imagine if you had a cut. I took some lemon and I poured that lemon on your cut. Oh my gosh. Right? That's how it feels to eat spicy food. Uh, You know what your tongue looks like to me? You know the desert landscape and then they show the soil after it's cracked, being dried up in the sun. That's what it reminds me of. Yes. You know what? Yeah. That Mm -hmm. makes sense. And it Mm -hmm. is. It's like that. It's got all these crevices. Yes. And Uh cracks. And um, if I were to just stick it out, you you can't see it lightly. But when I try to spread it, you know, it's it's pretty bad. So with having said that, the point is that, you know, like I want. Listen, I see my friends enjoying all this spicy food. And I'm like, I wish I could. If it wasn't because I felt like it was cigarette buds burning on my skin. I do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so let me ask you a question. When <clears throat> when someone eats, because Tim, my husband, likes spicy food. I mean, and Giovanni, my youngest, he's just the same. The spicier, the better. But I could see them sweating. Like, it, mm-hmm. it is obviously having an effect on you. And <laughs> I don't know if that's the effect they wanted. But do you think that people who eat spicy food, because you like spicy food, could it be, does it hurt your tongue? Does it burn? Oh, but mm-hmm. is it a, is it a yummy pain? <laughs> you know what I mean? There's like, there's this threshold. If you pass it, there's no turning back and no amount of milk will save your tongue. <laughs> my, my cousin, she'll put 14 Thai peppers into her papaya salad. And you were like two, right? Two, two. Yeah, I'm like two. Yeah, so when I eat hers, yeah, I die. And then my cousins will call me Darth Vader because I'm like, <laughs> And they're like, oh, my gosh. But it's hard. <laughs> so, no, I can't enjoy that. <laughs> no, and I don't enjoy that either. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. not the pleasure pain sensory. It doesn't trigger trigger these no. pleasure pain sensory. It triggers the I want to, you know, fight or flight. Like, I got to get out of the situation because it, mm-hmm. it's, it's not pleasurable. Now, I have gotten just slightly better in the last year. 
So I've broadened my palate a little bit more with some spicy things, but mm -hmm. no. Other than that, no. You know how I told you that I have to eat rice every day? Yes. Um, yes. On Freaky Eaters, there is a lady that is addicted to eating cornstarch. She eats two pounds of cornstarch per day, just out of the box, just eating cornstarch. What does that do to your body? Did did the, like did experts say in the show like what what danger can it be? Yeah, because it health? can cause constipation because it absorbs liquid, it absorbs moisture, so it can cause bowel problems. Wow! And then another lady was addicted to eating tartar tartar sauce. She would put it on chocolate cake, her Jello, everything tartar sauce, and she ate about forty pounds of tartar sauce a year wow and i i you know what i like tartar sauce but obviously not that that's much. the size of a, a wine barrel holy schlamoli yeah now i wonder what effects it does for her right everything you eat and so mm -hmm. i was listening to something about the brain yesterday and um this uh doctor was talking about how all the things that you eat and remember we used to think that you can't regenerate a lot of the synapses and connect them back in your brain. Once your brain starts going, it starts going and that's not true. There are a lot of studies showing that magnesium is very good for your brain. And anyway, that's kind of like another thing. But the point is that they were saying that everything you eat affects everything in your body, mm -hmm. your brain, the, all the cells, your health. And so you would always wonder, yo, eating 40 pounds of tartar sauce in a year. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, um, that's so gross. Oh. Really? You, do you not like it? Not 40 pounds of it. When I think of 40 pounds in a wine barrel, yeah, consuming that, oh, that's, gosh. I can't, that's weird. Yeah, I hear that, <laughs> I hear that. Oh, I want to talk to you about this. My sister hates touching food. If she had a choice, she would eat a candy bar with a fork and knife. She doesn't want to touch it. Oh my gosh. Do you gosh. think that's weird? No. Okay. I'm so sorry. Okay. This is one thing that the listeners are going to have to get used to. Anna, you know, you as well. My, my friends that I see more frequently, they already know. I refer almost everything to Seinfeld. Okay. I don't <laughs> care what you've been through. I don't care what is going on. There is a, a Seinfeld segment that will, you can relate to. And guess what? <laughs> this was so happenstance because there was a Seinfeld episode. Now, it wasn't done for phobic reasons. There was a segment with George, of course, and he was trying to be all sophisticated and eating a Snickers bar with a fork and a knife. Are you serious? And, no, I am so serious. I am so I gotta serious. I got to watch this episode. And it's okay. hilarious because he saw that it was spreading around the city and Elaine and Jerry were like what is this madness <laughs> people were eating then they were eating danishes and croissants and all these things that usually are like finger food they're like why are people eating this with a fork like what is going on anyway they went kind of crazy <laughs> but so obviously when you said that to me point is that um <laughs> When uh, some of my kids were little, like when my daughter was a lot younger, she would do that. She would separate her food on her plate. Oh, and she they can't would, touch. Right. They can't touch. And then she used to do what's <laughs> called a grand finale. Out of each little <laughs> pile that she had on her plate. And that was the last bite. And it had an, it incorporated all of the piles and this was her grand finale. And I don't know, what's funny is, I know that I've done that in different ways. When you're eating a, a really good meal and you mm -hmm. wanna savor that last bite and you take a little bit of everything that made it yummy and you're just like, 
here it's this is it this is the zenith dun, da, da, right? da. yeah this is the culmination <laughs> this is what's gonna make my mouth finally erupt for lack of a better word but anyway um so, so cute. <laughs> isn't it adorable but i guess the point is there are people that and i and i've known adults you know maybe that that do that i can't i can't so you don't mind things touching and combining and i don't mind it at all i'm like the more <laughs> touching the better that's why like <laughs> i would be a horrible food critic because i'd be like this is tasty yep this is yeah good. i like it uh -huh. all yes 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 <laughs> I um, like it. Uh -huh. I guess you know what? It's a pen. Michelin star, Michelin star, <laughs> Michelin star. <laughs> no, I'd be horrible. Oh, well, I like, like, for example, if I'm having like a taco salad, um, I like crinkling, you know, like crushing my tortillas and throwing mm. it in there. That I don't mind touching. But yeah, it's I'm squeamish mm -hmm. about the whole breakfast thing and not letting the sweet, even though mm -hmm. I do like orange chicken, sweet and, you know, like. But it's savory, too. So you have right. the sweet and savory at the same time. But then with like eggs, it has that distinct aromatic flavor. And then you put sugar on top. Yes. You know? Thank yeah. you, Anna. And you understand me. I do. But, you know, because it's not like it's flan. Like flan is an egg-based dish with sugar, but it's baked that way. You know, it's right. a different texture. It's like a, that's a dessert, you know. Right. No, I get it. Yeah, I get okay, it. Thanks. I understand. Thanks. Now the brains that we were talking about earlier, I this show yesterday that I was watching on YouTube talking about how to feed your brain and how to make your brain memory better. He was saying mm -hmm. that brain is 80% water and it's the consistency of butter. And I was thinking of flan, like mm -hmm. butter that's left out in room temperature. That's Softens. the consistency. Mm -hmm. So is that... I've never had brain before. Have that you seen it? Thing. I've never seen it. But Peter... And his family, they've eaten brain before. And he said that the texture is really nice. It's like silky. Yeah. I imagine it would taste like exactly what you said, softened butter or even bone marrow. I've Have you had bone marrow before? No. Oh, my Girl, gosh. Girl, I'm telling you. I told you my list. I had three yeah. things on there. And it's because I was forced. <laughs> bone marrow is also... Look, I'm salivating. I'm thinking about these food and I'm wow. salivating. Wow. Tell me about bone marrow. So bone marrow is also kind of like a silky, creamy consistency. And I like to put it on toasted bread, but it's so good. It has like a metallic taste slightly, but not to the point of liver. Like liver to me taste has like a metallic right. bloody flavor. Oh, um, so okay. marrow, marrow doesn't have that much of a flavor, but it's, you know, the umami that people talk about, like you have the sweet, salty. Uh -huh, correct. Yes. yes. But it has like that richer deeper umami flavor hmm. look i'm oh salivating. my gosh see how impactful food Ooh. is just the thought and your brain is so powerful but just the thought of it, it your salivary yeah. glands will go were going off that is so interesting um now i felt like cannibal lecter for a minute when you were talking about brain i was like Ugh. doesn't he do that in the movie <laughs> yes <laughs> Yes. Well, <sighs> what was her name? Clementine or something? I don't remember. Clara, Clarissa. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, no brains over here. Okay, so that's something we both haven't eaten at least. Oh, Clarice. 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 Now, you know what, Anna? I have had and I did like cartilage. Mm -hmm. You know when you eat the oh. chicken? The chicken mm -hmm. and, you know. And I really like the crunchy biting into that and... 
Um, mm-hmm. So I, a lot of people were like, you're liking that cartilage a little bit too much. Um, but it's one of the few things as far as texture mm-hmm. that I, I don't have an issue with texture. Like I like Jello. I'm, I've met a lot of people that don't like Jello. Have that you? That don't like Jello? That don't like. And the only reason they don't like Jello. Jello, Jello, you know, not creamy, the creamy Jello, but like. <laughs> was that supposed fr- to be Bill Cosby? Yeah, that was a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even think I'm going to be able to attempt that. Um, and <laughs> Jello pudding pops. No, it's not the creamy Jello, but the other Jello, like the strawberry and the lime. Remember those days and the yes. cherry? Um, mm-hmm. They don't like it because of the texture. Mm-hmm. Because Jello is sweet and it's yummy. I, a slug, that's a whole different story, right? I mean, this mm-hmm. thing was alive. It moves a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see how people were disgusted. But I was like, Jello? And people mm-hmm. were like, oh, no, the, the the texture in my mouth makes me want to barf. Mm-hmm. So it's so interesting, everyone's tolerance level, not only with heat and temperature mm-hmm. and spice, but also with texture. I actually, when I used to eat uh, dairy products, I used to have cottage cheese mm-hmm. and pineapple on top. Mm-hmm. And it was a great, you know, thing to eat, at, at least for a diet, because the protein and, and you got your fruit and stuff. So I know. You, what you know you've you you really have surprised <laughs> me in this little segment i'm serious because <laughs> you are so open-minded and adventurous with your eating i'm gonna have to take some some pointers and we're gonna have to go somewhere you might have to give me a couple of shots before i do it but i'll try <laughs> okay, something I different will. get you drunk get you drunk <laughs> and liquor it up before we yeah i'll be like bring it no um <laughs> one of the most delicious combinations that i had never thought that I would love was lavender and pear. That sounds amazing. Right? I went to a farmer's market here and this woman was selling lavender and pear jam. And I was like, lavender? I mean, never Mm. in my wildest dreams. Lavender. You hear about rosemary and other herbs, if you Mm -hmm. will. And you can imagine that that tastes good. But I was like, lavender, I've always seen it as a more of an aromatic thing to Mm -hmm. freshen your air it says that it calms you when you're going to sleep and anyway that was the most delicious combinations i've ever tried that sounded bizarre that sounds delicious um so it's important to just kind of try to to open your mind to try even if it's just a little like our last show right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. once you open your mind to something it it can open up so many different avenues to try different things so Mm -hmm. but try small taking baby steps Okay, so on our poll on That's Why Show on Instagram, are you an adventurous eater? 71% of you guys said yes, and that's wonderful. All right, but I wanted to point out that that is so much more than I thought. I thought it was going to be the other way around. I thought so too, yeah. But you know what? Now that I think about it, what is our gauging of adventure? My adventure is a different... Your threshold, like, you know, your your barometer. Exactly. So my yeah. threshold, threshold of adventure is different than yours or different than <laughs> your eyeballs. You're like, yeah. I have I have learned that today. That's for sure. Yes, it is. So, if, very much so, so if you said like, yes, I'm an adventurous eater, but then you compare yourself to me, then you might be like, no. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Yeah. So the question is define adventurous, right? Yeah. I would say that you're a much more adventurous eater than I am. And then I know people that are much less than myself that wouldn't Mm -hmm. even want to go there. So Mm -hmm. I guess to define it for myself, I would say if you're open-minded to eat 
unique things that um, most societies maybe don't eat or most places, it's not typical. If it doesn't not kill you, obviously that's a little extreme, but if it's not gonna make you sick or you know go bad, at least maybe give it a shot, right? Yeah. Um, and if you really can't do it, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's, it's important to be a little bit open-minded. And you, you don't know? have to go overboard like me. Just do something that's a little bit newer and maybe you might surprise yourself and like something different. Well, I didn't know. So one thing I discovered about food that I didn't know, my culture, right, the Latin Caribbean culture uses um, capers a lot to cook with. Um, and I didn't know that capers were pickled juniper berries. I didn't know that either. Yes. Is that interesting? I have capers in my fridge right yes. now. I want to eat it with something. I love capers. I love capers. And I was like, wow, that's a very interesting discovery for something that I've eaten all my life. And I had to wait to get to Utah. And my brother-in-law worked at, I think it was like Einstein bagels or something like that. And that's, he, that's where he learned that, uh, you know, capers were quick pickled. Yum. Products. All right, so um, I don't have any enlightening ending for this show, so I just thought I would call this food for thought. I love it. Tomatoes have more genomes than humans. Ketchup was once used to cure jaundice and diarrhea. Bananas are berries, but strawberries aren't. Potatoes once were worth as much as gold. Wow, I love it. These are fun facts to know. So where can people find us, Patricia? All right. Well, they can find us on Instagram and Facebook on That's Why Show. And any uh, listening platform like Amazon, Spotify, Apple, Podbean, uh, Pandora. But you can find us in all of those platforms as well. So I always like to end with a little quote. You know that. And then the one today is taking risk without fear is brave. Taking risk despite of fear is even braver. So, in the meantime, love, peace, and dark chocolate. Bye. Bye. Bye.